And we join on the line now by strategist at ETFSA, Narina Fisser. Good morning, Narina. Good morning, good morning, Sakina, and good morning to all the listeners. Now, Narina, uh, the next installment of our soapy, um, <laughs> and that's the Greece, uh, the Greece story. So what's the latest? Has anyone blinked in the game of chicken yet? Because as I understand it, there's been a change in the Greek negotiating, uh, negotiating team. What's going on there? Yes, indeed. Somebody has blinked. You know, Finance Minister Yanis Varoufakis, so we spoke about him yesterday. He's certainly play, been playing very hardball um, with the European. Uh, negotiating team and um, it's really got to the point where uh, Spiras, the the Prime Minister of Greece, has decided that he must be replaced in the negotiating team because I think he has realised that um, this is is heading towards a disaster for Greece and I think where we stand in Europe at the moment uh, Greece exiting from the Euro is going to hurt Greece a lot more than it's going to hurt the rest of the Euro region so really to save some face, I guess Varoufakis is now taking in the fall to save um, Spiras and really looking to, to secure a deal with the, the European region ahead of those crucial debt repayments that's coming up in May. Um, he has, Spiras, this is, has even um, uh, hinted that if necessary he would go back to the polls on a referendum if he cannot actually, um, you know, sort of move sufficiently to, to the left in order to, to secure this deal with the EU, he will go back to the polls either for a, for a vote or certainly a referendum. Um, but I think what you'll probably find is that there will be a, a gradual shift in the in the coalition um, that he's that he's got with the extreme right and and maybe just become slightly more moderated in order to secure this deal for the for for Greece. Uh, we certainly saw um, an, an improvement in sentiment around Europe and um, specifically on the bond market. So that also filtered through into both our currency and our local bond market yesterday. Uh, stocks, I think it came a little bit too late for the European stock. Uh, but it certainly gave some some positive momentum to to the U.S. stock markets last night. Indeed. So that one continues, and you'll keep an eye on it, on it for us. Definitely. And then uh, the, the Fed concludes its two-day policy meeting later today, Narina. Now, what do you expect from the U.S. Central Bank? You know, this is um, one of those meetings where they will not be holding a full press conference afterwards. So of the eight meetings a year at the Fed, four of them are followed by a press conference. And it's really with these that are followed by a press conference where the market widely expects there will be an actual change to the interest rates announced. So this is not one of those. And one of the reasons why the market is looking towards June at the very earliest September still a probability, although increasingly expectations for changes in the interest rates have been pushed out further into the year, maybe only December or next year. And really the reason for this change in sentiment is is the poor performance of the U.S. economy. You know, the consumer remains under pressure. The housing market has not recovered. We've seen a sharp pullback in CapEx spending in, in U.S. corporate market, not just in the oil sector, but certainly in manufacturing as well. And I think a lot of this comes from the strong dollar. We know how strong the dollar was in the first quarter. We've seen in the current S&P earnings, um, uh, corporate earnings round, how that strong dollar is hurting the U.S. economy. And and this is certainly filtering through into the views from the Fed. So I would expect them to to, to continue talk the the, the end of quantitative easing story, but but not to act just yet. Um, You know, this is what Nouriel Roubini refers to as the new abnormal. Um, And and yes, I do believe that it's going to take longer rather than than less time before we actually see some sort of normalization in interest rate policy in the U.S. 
Now, Narina, we've had so much bad news of late, especially on the domestic uh, front, xenophobia, load shedding, threat of ratings, downgrades, uh, just to name a few. But uh, please tell us you've got some positive news, you know, some good news story, just to at least put this day on a positive trajectory. <laughs> we must definitely have, you know, and I, I guess some of the of the regional good news came in the in, in the light of um, a Nigerian army that managed to rescue almost 300 women and children um, from the or the girls um, from Boko Haram. Unfortunately, none of these appear to be the Chibok girls, but at least a, a move in the right direction and extremely excited about um, almost 300 girls who have been rescued. But I think closer to home, for me, one of the, of the huge success stories of the South African government and one which I don't think is given enough attention comes from the Department of Trade and Industry. You know, we usually think of them in, purely in trade terms, but they have been quietly making some significant investments in arts and culture and this has resulted in, in amazing growth in jobs and development of the movie, the television and the theatre industries. I don't know if you've noticed when you watched any South African movies in recent years to what extent the Department of Trade and Industry have actually um, sponsored that and, and this has really led to such broad based success. It has now become so sustainable and self-fulfilling. It feeds all the way through into our education sector. Just think of the likes of the Avda colleges and so on and really has created um, an, an incredible opportunity for South Africa. Um, and, and one of the latest pieces of evidence comes in the form of a, a different form of collaboration with China. There is currently a, a delegation from a Chinese ballet company who is participating with the Joburg Ballet Company in, in a production of Swan Lake. And so wonderful to see that this is not just a monetary um, injection or investment by China, but a group of, of, of uh, or a troop of, of Chinese ballet um, uh, participants uh, taking part and if anybody is looking for something that really lifts your spirit, do yourself a favor and go watch the ballet. It's on at the Civic and it's wonderful to see how um, really what government says they want to do in terms of, of global relationships is really being put to practice and, and it results in, in certainly a boost for a specific sector in our economy.